Hey guys, this is Jordan from the podcast. Before we get into this episode, I just want to let you know we had some technical difficulties towards the end of the podcast. We obviously hope that you enjoy this episode. However, I just thought we'd let you know that this is the case. It was nothing within our control, so hopefully we can avoid this from happening again. But again, thank you for listening to the podcast. and Make sure you share with your friends, your family, and all that you play if you play football with as well give us a shout out to them and yeah hopefully we can bring you more content as usual and yeah do remember to follow our instagram and on all of our platforms give us a follow to be up to date with every episode that comes out thanks again and we hope you enjoy this episode Hey guys, and welcome back to the Emphatic Fanatics, episode 12, and we've got a cracker for you tonight. We have got an episode on Manchester City, and we've brought back a returning guest. Matthew, how you doing, mate? Not too bad, mate. How are you keeping? Yeah, doing, doing well, doing well. And our usual man, Theo, how are you, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm looking forward to this one, that's for sure. Yep. Definitely, definitely. I, I expect some interesting opinions from yourself, Theo. Part Man United fan, obviously, as, as we've said before. So it'll be some interesting, interesting things. I see you've got the top on there as well. You, you said you've. It's just because it, it makes me look good. It's, it's not because I support yeah. it. It makes me look. Good. And, and it's not because you've just been to the gym as well. As, as no, of course not. So. Of course. <laughs> good stuff. Anyway, we'll crack right into it. Well, Matthew, we've already asked you about your affiliation to Manchester City and why you support them as a club before. So we'll just look into, I was going to get your opinion on last season and how did you feel last season went and why do you think you were so far, not so far behind Liverpool, but like quite a bit behind them in terms of points wise? Is there a reason why you didn't put up more of a challenge? Well, I think just from a typical city point of view, (laughs) I think our disappointment is entirely relative. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm certain that the points tally we did end up at the end of the year would have yeah. been able to won many leagues beforehand. Mm-hmm. Liverpool yeah. had a sensationally 18 months. They did. I'm not entirely sure how that's going to happen. They're going to repeat that in the next 18 months. Mm-hmm. But that period from the end of the previous season until the end of last season, they were untouchable. Mm-hmm. And it also helps us if we remember how close they came to winning the title the previous season. They did, yeah. Uh, so... The league, from my city point of view, it wasn't it, that in itself wasn't entirely a disappointment. Mm. I, I didn't come away disappointed that we didn't win the league because the natural competitiveness of the English Premier League, mm. you're not going to win all of them. And winning. no team has asserted their dominance over the stretch of three years in mm. this decade, really, or yeah. even the previous decade. The uh, disappointments creep in from the fact that they were given away at silly moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think this was the season where we weren't totally on board with Pep Guardiola. I think this was perhaps the season that we realised that he is actually human. He's still mm. sensational, and I would ha- happily have him for as long as he wants. He has earned himself a godlike status at Man City, mm. and that's not going to be tarnished with... Even if he didn't win anything this season, he will walk away being the most successful Man City manager ever. 
Mm. It's just stupid things like throwing away uh, leads at Wolves. I'm thinking of the Arsenal games as well. It's not getting some of the basics correct. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not sympathetic to the Pep Guardiola overthinks things, yeah, but it's yeah. very, very difficult to make an argument against that. Sometimes he lacks his own confidence in his own players mm-hmm. and he compromises that mm-hmm. to try and deal with the opposition too much. Yeah, yeah. I, I think last season is just was the mercy of Pep Guardiola's idiosyncrasies on top of Liverpool's dominance. Yeah, no, I, complete, I, I completely agree with you there. I, I do think that obviously Liverpool's dominance, it, you're never going to match a team. And that was the same with City in the record point breaking year. You're never going to match the quality of that. But what I felt I was upset with Man City as when I watched them, I felt they just... In my opinion, I, th- I felt they focused too much on the Champions League, and, and, and rightly so. The Champions League is important, and what City want is that Champions League, that first, that first European title. They, they, they want that, and that's what they're striving for as a club. And, and that's, that's fair to say that that is really important. But in my opinion, being that team up there to, to constantly challenge, and I do think they challenged to a degree, but I felt they could have done slightly better, in, in my opinion. And I felt the transfers they made where it it kind of it didn't it didn't really match up to previous transfer windows they've had i think i'm looking at the transfer window that what they had they brought in Rodri and cancello as 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 their main statement signings and i feel that when you're bringing in a player to replace fernandinho it's always going to be a problem but because of fernandinho's class of like previous years but i just felt that well obviously we've seen vincent company leave the club and and man city didn't didn't focus on that position and how key he was to to Man City's success of previous years. Theo, do you, do you think that is the case, that if they had brought in a company replacement, they would have challenged maybe last year or would have been closer to Liverpool, giving them a tighter challenge? No. I think Man City did really well last season. I think they had a, they had a good season. I think mm. just the problem for, for Man City was before we, we'd come to know them as if they're struggling in a game to make a winner... Mm. Or, you know, that they wouldn't slip up. But I think last season, maybe it was a bit of complacency. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. But but I think for, for me, the, the thing that was the issue with um, with Man City last season was before in the, the title winning team, everyone kind of played together. It seemed last year that there was quite a few players who were playing for themselves. And I don't mean that in a selfish way. I mean that they were trying extra hard to maybe prove themselves to Guardiola, to mm-hmm. prove themselves to that, that they should be selected. For example, mm-hmm. Gabriel Jesus, the, the limelight's been on him more than ever last season. Same with Mares, limelight's been on him more than ever last season. Mm-hmm. And I think not, you look at Benjamin Mendy as well. Mendy's been, Mendy's a class fullback, but he's not had the easiest couple of months. Uh, and years in in Manchester, and I think that's because the spotlight's been on him in particular. Before you looked at Man City as a unit, as a team, I think this season they've been viewed and put under pressure as individuals quite a bit. Mm. And I don't think some of them can can take the pressure. But going mm. for for a for, um, for a season's point of view, I thought Man City had a great season. Uh, Guardiola got it wrong in one game, but you still um, back the players to produce a performance against Leon. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, Guardiola yeah, could have played a four-four-five-one, and you know, he still won the game. 
Um, so I don't think Guardiola can be, can be solely blamed for everything. As Matthew said, he's the best manager Man City will ever have and he's up there as the best manager in, of all time. Mm-hmm. So it, I think the players this season definitely let down um, the, the club. But I don't mean that in a bad way, as in they really let down the club, they, they let them mm-hmm. down slightly. Yeah, yeah, that that Leon game in particular is what I was thinking of where Guardiola, when the pressure's on, he doesn't just allow the players to show their own quality. I, he doesn't place explicit trust on, on them. He mm-hmm. focuses far too much, in my opinion, on the opposition. I, I think that is a popular opinion. I also agree with what you said about company. Visit mm-hmm. companies absence wasn't particularly felt on the pitch. I think the big story was the fact that they missed out on Maguire. They didn't spend an extra five, ten million on Maguire, missed out on him. I don't think anyone can make a, can convince me that Fernandinho is a worse man-to-man tackler than Manda Maguire. I don't think defensively Man City were missing Vincent Company's skills. It was the leadership that was completely th- absent in that season. I think you're missing, though, that because Fernandinho, I think, personally, I, I don't think Fernandinho, you can p- compare, though, Fernandinho and Maguire because Maguire's got one height and strength. I think having that in defence and having that as your back, say you've got, fair enough, you've got a medic Laporte, but medic Laporte got injured, we've got to remember. When you've got Fernandinho paired with someone like John Stones or Otamendi, and to be, to be fair, on their day, they're not the best centre-backs around and I think when you've got them next to a player that conventionally is a defensive midfielder I don't know what you're really expecting like are you expecting a, to keep a clean sheet with with Fernandinho and someone like Stones and Otamendi at the back I, I personally think you're I think you're really struggling to yeah. keep clean sheets um, uh, and you're expecting a lot of Ederson to make a lot of crucial saves to be fair I think it was consistency that that kind of killed Man City a little bit this season mm-hmm. maybe it was down to injuries a bit or, or Pep's yeah. rotation but Man City never really had a, a setback for um, no, make, make the argument Man City have never had a setback for it, 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 it changed every, every game mm-hmm. but Man City have always had at least maybe two players who you'd look at the back four and you'd go, yeah, then they're, they're definitely going to start. You know, I'm thinking back to the days where it was Gail Clichy and Vincent yeah. Company or Zabaletta and Vincent Company. Or Zabaletta, Kolarov. Well, well, yeah, yeah. And in that case, yeah. you're now talking about eight years ago. Ever since, I know, I'm just, ever I'm just I'm saying like... That wasn't, eight years that, that wasn't eight years ago. That was like Guardiola's first season though. You've got to remember that was Guardiola's first season oh, when those players were playing. Not Lescott. No, not Lescott. I'm, I'm more <laughs> saying I'm more saying the likes of Zabaletta, Kolarov... Company, all, the, yeah, all these players were that, playing. That but even then, that wasn't the set back four. That's of course, just, no. That's just one back four. The one in yeah. a It mm-hmm. was basically, and then the 2016-17 season, it was whoever was available. Mm-hmm. Of course. no. That, I just think this sense. year, Man City needed, in my opinion, they needed consistency with the team. Mm-hmm. And maybe that goes against Guardiola's morals, laurels, whatever the word is. But there's some, Man City have got, how Cancelo, for example, I know we'll talk about him in, in, in depth. He, mm-hmm. he rarely played. He played, obviously, but he rarely played the amount of games he probably should have. And for a player whose statistics, especially this number um, this season, were fantastic, you question, well, why wasn't he playing a lot more? Why was... Uh, Laporte was obviously injured, so you, you can't do anything about that. But the constant changing of the full-backs, the constant changing of who would play centre-back, 
I know that was down to availability. It doesn't really give players confidence because, Jordan, you mentioned that on, your, on their day, Otamendi isn't the best. Well, actually, I disagree. I think on his day, Otamendi is a good centre-back. And the year City won the Premier League first under Guardiola, Otamendi was fantastic. Was no, absolutely you've got, you've brilliant. Got, you've got to remember he's a couple of years older now and he's, he's, he's approaching the stage where you do see a decline in, yeah. in players. Um, you do. And, and, and I do think that's the case with Otamendi personally. Uh, so I do think they need to, and, and I'll go into the, we'll go into the players that they've signed in, in, in a bit, but I do think they need someone else, in my opinion, to, to be that commanding centre-back. But we'll, we'll go into that in a, in a bit. Matt, just to go back to you, the Champions League, how, how, do you think that Man City can win the Champions League and, and, uh, under Guardiola? Do you, and do you think this is Guardiola's last chance to win it at City? Yes, I do. I'm not entirely convinced that he'll stay on beyond this season. I would love it if he would. As, as I said earlier, I'll take him until he says goodbye. <laughs> yeah. I don't... Man City have got the best players ever in their squad right now ever since the takeover in 2008. They've got the best manager and they're playing the most effective method of football. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but whenever it comes to Champions League nights, all the quality that they show regularly mm-hmm. yeah. seems to be missing. Mm-hmm. And it's... What I'm thinking of, and this is sending shivers down my spine even thinking about it, was Gensley was Raheem Sterling, who scored, I think it was the best goal scoring season, misses an open goal, and then 30 seconds later, Leon scored. That's a pattern Man City seemed to suffer for some bizarre reason regularly throughout the Champions League. Mm-hmm. They are at the mercy of misfortune when it matters. Mm-hmm. I, th- I do think there's an element of, of just bad luck and, you know, there's nothing you can account for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to lay the blame solely on Guardiola. Because cause I don't think there's um, a manager out there who's ready-made to win the Champions League. Mm. And that is, who, who is there who you can draft and say he will win the Champions League? Nothing. I mean, it's a knockout I mean, competition. Yeah, of course. I think, I think what I can say, though, is obviously, like, you look at the, like, of Zidane, Zidane's won it three times in a row. So I think I think it's uh, it's easy to say that that that, that it is a, Bale's it's, won it three times in a row. Yeah, 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 no. But then he's well, fair enough. I think saying it's just Gareth Bale, you've got to get to the final. I think you've got to realise that Gareth Bale, Gareth Bale may produce a magic moment in a final, mm-hmm. but does it mean that he's got them there? I don't know. And we're, I, I think... we're also talking about 11 players who won it before Zidane. Mm-hmm. There is Champions League pedigree coursing through the veins of every player who played. Yeah, 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 of course. And I, But then I think what Man City, in my opinion, lack is a bit of, and as we mentioned with Comney's loss, is leadership. I think they do lack a bit of leadership. I think they've got experienced players. I think you can say that with Aguero, you can say that with Fernandinho, you can say it with obviously company in the past, but you've got players that are experienced enough mm-hmm. it's whether they can lead others who are maybe less experienced can can people like Sergio Aguero lead people to achieve things yeah. that are, are are remarkable and fair enough to to win a Champions League you're not never going to be guaranteed a Champions League whether you have experience or not but can people like that with those qualities leads younger players likes of Phil Foden and 
trying to think of others like Zinchenko and other players that are younger who, who haven't had that experience. Has Man City got enough leadership there at the moment, would you say? Uh, no, I, I don't think there is. I also think we're seeing the first season where the, the venerated spine of the past decade is going. We've seen mm-hmm. company we go, we've seen Yaya Turi a couple of seasons before, David mm, Silva yeah, leading. Yeah. Silva's another We're year. seeing that move on. And for, I, I find leadership a very vague concept. I think people only talk about leadership is when they're conceding goals and trailing mm. in a game. That's the only time people mention leadership. They mm-hmm. don't mention it when you're winning all the games. I don't think it's a question of leadership because mm. there's experience and there's bold personalities. I think that we've, we're lacking enough individuals who drag the, the team by the scruff of the neck when they are conceding. Mm-hmm. The FA Cup against Arsenal mm-hmm. is what I'm thinking of, mm-hmm. is that all they had to do was fill their own box and Man City had no other plan. They didn't mm-hmm. have a an Eden Dzeko against QPR in 2012 to, to you know, to just not yeah. bottom it. Mm-hmm. We don't have Yaya Toure, who just unleashes one against Sunderland yeah. in 2014. Mm-hmm. In the yeah. league. You know, we, we, we're lacking that. De Bruyne's the closest we can get to that. Mm-hmm. Aguero is becoming less and less important, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm not expecting greatness from him this season mm-hmm. I've never really been fully on board Aguero hype train anyway mm-hmm. if I'm being honest I think the next couple of seasons are very crucial for Man City in the, in the next 10 because mm-hmm. they got the manager they always wanted mm-hmm. but we've got sensational players but that dream has been realised what's next mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I think you, you were saying about leadership there I think leadership also comes under game management I think understanding when to when to actually because Man City can throttle any team on their day. They can they can they can batter Bournemouth six 0 if they wanted to every yeah. single week. Or like other teams, they could they could thrash teams upwards of four four nil and up. But I think it's when it comes to the big teams. I think they score a goal and then sometimes they they I feel that they don't have that confidence at the back that they think. Right, we'll we'll not settle for one nil, but we'll we'll hang back for ten minutes and then push on to try and get a, a second or push on to get a third. I think against the big teams, they then concede quite quickly after scoring a goal, and I I think they're they're too focused at getting that second very like imminently, if you know what I'm, I mean. Not, That's my opinion. I'm not totally sold on that. I think Man City. The issue I mm-hmm. I agree with you on. It's the fact that all, City always look gettable. Mm-hmm. No matter how many goals they score, they always look as if they can concede. Mm-hmm. You know, because we could be 6-0 up against Bournemouth, for example, but then mm-hmm. Cal Molson can <laughs> pick up on a straight yeah. ball. Go back mm-hmm. the There's always that opportunity yeah. for opposition to get at City. Mm-hmm. I do think that, exclusive to last season, I would say, is that... If Man City are the first team to concede in the game, there's very little chance of them changing yeah. the result. Mm-hmm. I, 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 and that comes back to what we were saying about conceding games. There is right. no one to reverse their fortunes. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't know what the solution yeah. is to that, because mm-hmm. I'm not even sure you can even go and buy someone who has air brackets, leadership mm-hmm. skills, and yeah. then solve a season. I don't mm-hmm. think it happens that way. I think they're, they're made over seasons, mm-hmm. not just bought after yep. one summer market. Yeah. No, that, uh, that's, that's fair enough. 
I'll get your opinion on one player that might have done that, that Man City were linked with in a bit and what, what your opinion was of that. Um, but I'll go to Theo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll cover him in a second. But we'll, we'll go, I'll go to Theo. Theo, in terms of Guardiola, do you think this is his last year at Man City? Do you think maybe that if he doesn't achieve the Champions League or the Premier League, do you think Man City... I'm not saying Man City could get rid of him, but do you think he'll step down as Man City manager? Or do you think you'll yes. go out, out after his contract ends? Um, which I think, I'm not sure, is, is it 2023 or 2024? No, um, it's 2021. Is it 21? Right, is it 2021? So, right. This will be uh, Guardiola's last season. Regardless of what he does, he probably wants a new challenge. He doesn't have to prove anything as well. He's come here, he's dominated the English game, he's won the league, mm-hmm. he's won the, the Carling Cup, the FA Cup. So he's achieved everything he needs to achieve. Yeah. Matthew's right. City have got unlucky in the Champions League, but they really have. But I think he will give it another good go. But sometimes it's just the Champions League is a, it's a lottery. The Premier League, you play 38 games. The Champions League, you play. The group stages are irrelevant. The first knockout tie, you always draw someone like Zenit. So you play five meaningful games if you mm-hmm. want to go to the final. Of course, away goals, you can be rubbish and still go through. So for me, there's more. There's more um, I don't see what the big deal about the Champions League is. I have more respect for someone who wins the league because it's 38 mm-hmm. games rather mm-hmm. than someone who... I have more respect for someone who wins the Carling Cup than the Champions League because the Carling Cup, you have to play away at Stoke on Tuesday night and that's horrible. Um, but yeah, Guardiola is definitely going. I think this will be a perfect season to, to, to see whether you get Nagelsmann or, or um, Nuno Espirito Santos in mm-hmm. the end of the season. Do you think, do you think they're the, the, the two outstanding candidates for that, for that job? Definitely. Or? To, to manage Man City, I don't think it, it should be an older bloke. I think it's got to be a younger manager in his, in his 40s or maybe a bit younger. Nuno Espirito Santos has been absolutely flawless at Wolves and he's done that with not spending too much at all. So I think Nuno, in my opinion, is, is the number one. I'd go for him. But Nagelsmann, Nagelsmann's done really well. But for me, as a, as a personal point of view, I'd like Nagelsmann to stay at Leipzig mm. um, just for him to carry on, really. Yeah. Uh, but like, uh, Nagelsmann will end up at Bayern Munich, I think, because that guy who they've got in charge, Hans Flick, I mean, you talk about being in the right place at the right time. He ain't got a clue what he's doing as a manager. But, but yeah, that's for another he's episode. Zidane and Guardiola did, though. And they turned out all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Debatable. Zidane, I do not rate as a manager. His, his man management is hopeless. Guardiola is sensational. Yeah, you, yeah. you can't compare Guardiola and Zidane. Zidane's like it's like comparing Crew and Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we'll, 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 we'll have to we'll have to do a Bayern Munich episode in the future, Theo, and I'll get your opinion on that. That then, but I I thought I, yeah. I'll I'll quickly say I think Hansi Flick, in terms of what he'd done in terms of turning Bayern Munich from fourth to first, I think fair enough. Maybe it was like Dortmund's to lose and 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 things like that, but. You've got you've got to win your games, so I think taking over and and winning the league and winning well winning the treble isn't a bad way to to, to end a season. So yeah, anyone can win the anyone can win the German league, John. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll have to talk about that in the future, yeah. in a future episode. Anyway, getting back to Man City, out of those two names, Matthew, would you be happy with one of those? I'd be very happy with uh, with Nagelsmann, and I I like Nagelsmann at all. I. Do agree with you. I think he should stay at Leipzig for a wee while. Mm. I think the the issue that both Barcelona and Bayern Munich have struggled with mm-hmm. is what do you do after Pep Guardiola? Mm. 
Barcelona had Tiza Villanova and Bayern Munich had Ancelotti. Their seasons suffered because they didn't replicate the same intensity mm-hmm. and the players could only c- contrast the two. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember it wasn't long after Ancelotti that you had like Ribery and Alba saying that all we're doing is standing around in training. We're, we're used to doing far more intensive drills. So I think the successors, Pep Guardiola, would have to share that intensity. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put a name out. I wouldn't be amazingly surprised if the next manager is Marcelo Bielsa. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I could, I could easily see that. I, I think Marcelo Bielsa is a very good coach, but I, I don't know. Well, I, it'd be interesting. I, I, well, in my opinion, I think... In terms of tactics, I think they're very similar coaches. I think when you look at well, Theo, you're 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 shaking your head at that at that comment. But when you when you look at the tactics, Guardiola was, a, I think, he's, he's a disciple he, of Bielsa. He, he is, yes, that's the thing. He, he's he said it himself. He is a disciple of Marcelo Bielsa. So I I don't think that's a, a an audacious shape by Matthew at all. Um, uh, I would say also I think uh, Ten Hag at Ajax I think is um, is another shout in there. And I, I think he had a really good run two years ago, but I've not seen anything since then. Isn't he now the Bayern Leverkusen manager? No, that's uh, Bosch. That's, oh, that's uh, Bosch. Yeah, yeah. Bosch. Pochettino, Pochettino could easily be, yeah, as well. He's out with a job, could easily be the next manager. The, the one thing I disagree with Nuno is that if you brought in Nuno, you'd have to deal with George Mendes. That, that, that's something that Man City yeah, would have to... Yeah. We'd have to agree to and, if, and um, have... If Man City want to win titles, they, they should go for um, Allegri. Mm. I, but then, but that's when. Uh, no, no, not... no, Allegri is the stock sort of top of the bookies list for any managerial replacement. Mm-hmm. That's one because he he did well in Italy, mm-hmm. right? There have been plenty of vacancies in the mm-hmm. past three years, and no club has gone for Allegri. No, that tells yeah, but... you something. I would, yeah, I, I would... but it tells you it tells you something in the fact that the clubs who have been linked with Allegri have not gone for Allegri and then a year later have needed a new manager because they haven't picked Allegri. No, 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 the clubs who were in disarray even refused to go for Allegri. No, no, no. Juventus, Juventus under Allegri were unstoppable. They got to Champions League finals. He turned and, the team with Mario Mandzukic up front. Mario <laughs> Mandzukic. They, they were and, unstoppable up until the point they were stopped in the final. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but, but in the, if you look at the two finals, if you take them one by one, one was against the Messi Suarez Lamar. We're going way off topic here. Um, uh, yeah, Massimo yeah. Allegri for president. What was that, five years ago? Five um, years ago. I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure about, maybe it's just recency bias, but I'm not sure that if you want to win everything ever, Allegri is your man. Yeah, I know. Anyway, anyway. Anyway, we'll, we'll get back onto topic, boys. But yeah, I think. I, I, the other person I would suggest it'll be well in terms of manager in the future. I think it'll be interesting. I, I think we need to give him some time, but Mikel Arteta is um, another interesting possibility for the future because we'll see how he gets on at Arsenal. I think we need to give him a couple of seasons. But again, he was he was assistant coach to Guardiola and he knows the club inside out. So another yeah. another possible target for. Another Thunderbirds in charge of Man City. <laughs> anyway, that's good. I love, I love your part of it. It's, it's great, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, moving on. So, looking at the team, at, at Man City's team at the moment, I'll just get up. In terms of the players that are there at the moment, we've got Ederson and Goals, obviously a solid keeper, but behind him, there's not much cover. 
Yeah, well, we've got Scott Carson, so we're we're fine for the next. Oh, of course, week. yeah, that, that that's that, that's great cover. But Is Richard Wright still kicking about. <laughs> Richard Wright, <laughs> no, Richard Wright, indeed. Good show. Yeah. Anyway, but looking at their team, do we think they need another goalkeeper? They've got young Zach Stefan coming back as well. I think he's yeah. is he back now at the club. I'm um, not too familiar with how well he did at was it uh, Dusseldorf he was last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I don't think they've done that great Dusseldorf. But in terms of other keepers, do you think they need to look for a, a another yeah, backup, um, um, someone to come in? Is has anyone got any suggestions for that position? Get Angus Gunn back for. Um, oh no. Get Casper Schmeichel from Leicester. He's homegrown. Put him on the bench. Casper Schmeichel. Uh, I don't know if you. T- I don't know no, if you I don't t- think it's that easy. <laughs> yeah, don't think you could really persuade him to do it. But yeah, as we see, Ederson, uh, Scott Carson, and Murich is the other one that's there at the moment. But um, yeah. Zach Steffen's coming back, so I think I, I'd give Zach Steffen a shot on the bench. See if yeah, he could so would I. Absolutely. and see what could happen. Definitely think that's a, an option. Anyway, looking back, we'll move on because we know Ederson's going to be the main goalkeeper there so whoever they get is going to maybe play a couple of games now and then but it'll be interesting to see who City go for and we're looking at right back Kyle Walker is at the club do you think Kyle Walker's time's up Matthew nope. do you not nope. think his time's up next question <laughs> no, why, that, why, why is that why, why do you not think he's as one of the uh, again brackets leaders within the dressing room he's vocal and actually takes a lot of press conferences and, and a lot of engagements with the fans. So he's, mm. he's very valuable from a Man City point of view. I mm. don't think, I, I think people can only really criticise his crossing, which I agree with. Mm. But I, I think this is one of the few teams where he, he really does belong because he has the physicality required to cover and also his passing is his greatest offensive trait. That's what Pep Guardiola wants from both fullbacks. So I think he's he's mm. ideal, especially at the moment. Mm, yeah, Theo, are you in agreement with Kyle Walker? Do you keep him around at the club? And do you think, or do, also, do you think Joe Cancelo should be the main right back at City next season? That's an interesting uh, question. Kyle Walker definitely stays. He's been one of the best fullbacks in the Premier League for a number of years. I like Joe Cancelo. I don't really know how to answer this really because Kyle Walker is amazing, but Joe Cancelo should start. Now, before I would have gone, well, maybe put Kyle Walker at centre-back, but me and Matthew have had many discussions at length and that's not yeah. correct. But I do think this is the season for Yao Cancelo to really push Walker and say, you know what, you know, I should be starting and make himself unpickable. But equally, we've seen with Kyle Walker, as soon as he gets competition, yeah. he ups his game. So Walker will make himself undroppable. So I think you've got to start Kyle Walker. As much as I was banging on about Yao Cancelo, he, he doesn't compare to Kyle Walker at the moment. Do, do you start a, Walker then, Matthew, over over Cancelo? I was I would still have Walker over Cancelo at, at the moment. I would like to see more from Cancelo. Mm-hmm. I think people think that because he came with a bit of money to his name and he's younger and more offensively effective, mm-hmm. I think people think he's entitled to write that. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not the case. For the first six months, he said so himself, and Pep Guardiola said himself. He did, he wasn't interested. His training was his training levels, his determination, his application weren't there. He didn't mm. he didn't earn a spot, so he didn't get one. He picked himself up when Mendy was as he always is was injured and dropped off at left back. I thought he did well there. You could obviously mm. tell he's a right back at left back, but he did well. 
I still mm. think there's a place for him. Mm-hmm. But I think Kyle Walker right now has earned it more than Kinsella has. Mm. Yeah, that, that that's fair enough. We'll, we'll, we'll go with that then. So Walker's going at right back. We're, we're going to stick him as our main right back for next season. And yeah, I, th- I, I, I would like to see Kinsella more. I think Kinsella, I, I was impressed with him at Juventus uh, prior, to, prior to his move to Man City. I, I think if you don't... The one worry I would have, though, is if... There will be game time time to have at City at the moment with obviously the amount of competitions they're in. But I think if you're starting Walker in the majority of your games, I think you're going to see Cancelo want to leave Man City, especially if if he's not getting the, the, the regular game time that he feels he deserves. So I think Man City have to be careful that they're not losing a talent off their hands. And, um, I th- well, I think that, that, that that's obvious for every player ever. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think the fact that Cancelo himself said that he didn't earn the place, mm-hmm. I, I think gives you an indication that he appreciates where he is in the squad right now. I don't mm. think don't think we're in immediate danger of him leaving mm. of his his own intention. But again, right. well, you know. Yeah, you 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 deal with that. Yeah, of course you yeah. you'd have to just deal with that if it if it came about. Anyway, we'll move on to the centre backs, and we'll we'll go into this talking point because I've got uh, a strong opinion about this. Nathan Ake is the, the one of your first was your first signing of the of the summer transfer window. Matthew, are you impressed with that signing? And do you think um, do you think he's the man to to fill in at centre back? Well, he's not going to partner Laporte. Full stop. I think he's he's perfect. He's a, a perfect mould for Man City. Well, every quality that, you know, Guardiola likes in a defender. I think what's actually the most telling attribute of Ake for this season is his ability to play left-back as he does for the Netherlands. I, th- I think that's worth bearing in mind as we go into this season. He won't be exclusively centre-back, in my opinion. He's brought in because when Laporte is injured, City, as we've discussed before, are guessable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Laporte is Man City's Van Dyke, and so when when he's out of the game, we we needed a, a left-footed ball player mm-hmm. who is reliable, who is quick, which is actually an attribute Man City lack in central uh, in the centre backs. So he's perfect. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. He's he's not going to be on the right centre back along with Laporte. Mm. I think if that ever had to be, it would be because of injuries or circumstances. But I I'm very very pleased with Dakey. Mm. I, I, I personally don't think he's the sign the Man City should have went for it depends it, what, what I, I think of Ake is you're bringing in a pretty average centre-back in my opinion because he's been converted from a left-back I think he's a pretty average centre-back in my opinion there's a reason why Bournemouth were I don't think it's just down to him but why Bournemouth were the third leakiest defence in the Premier League last year yeah. and that's to do with their defence I think Ramsdale had a lot of shots to face and I, I felt sorry for Ramsdale at points at points for Bournemouth because he was he was facing tons of shots and I think Ake is part of that problem was that pro- part of the problem yeah. in in Bournemouth's team so I think City are are taking a chance on Ake really are I think they really are taking a chance on him and yeah. at best I think he's he's either part of a back three if you're going with a back three plus wing backs or or he's or he's, or he's on the bench I think that's I think that's clear to see. Theo, what's what's your opinion of Ake? Do you think it's a good signing for City? And and what's your opinion? I don't think it's a bad signing. I think he's all right. He, he's mm. he's decent. He's got potential as well. I think he'd, he'd do all right alongside them um, Laporte. I really do. He he reminds me of a bit better version, but Dali Blind in the sense of positions he can play. Yeah. Now I 
think a player like Danny Blind is so important in clubs and in winning sides. You look at Liverpool with James Milner. I mean, James Milner can't play at centre back, but but it's so important to have a player who can fill in comfortably when needed. And I think for me, yeah, the price tag's a bit too much, but that happens. It's football. Um, it, it's one it's of them. He's a homegrown player as well. It, yeah. it, it, well, Man City can, can probably play whatever they want. But I think they could have got better, but for the money they've paid, they've got a player who who could turn into a, a pretty decent player. He's not going to be world-class, but he's going to be okay alongside Laporte, I think. And for what it's worth, if I can just interject, Man City aren't finished in the centre-back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll go into that in a second, but I was just about to go into that in a second. Um, we'll, we'll talk about some of the other centre-backs first. Um, so, John Stones. Do you think John Stones has now done it, Man City? And would you, say, would you sell him? I would sell him. Mm-hmm. As long as we sold Otamendi first. I think I think Osamendi's the first one to go. Basically, on the fact because John Stones is younger and homegrown and and can pass the ball, I think John Stones has been given plenty of opportunities mm-hmm. to show that he can be taken as a serious footballer. Mm. But all he has contributed is plenty of gifts and YouTube compilations. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that is his. You know, oh well, yeah, and the glo- the goal line clearance against Liverpool two seasons ago. That's worth every every <laughs> but I don't think there's any fault to blame apart from himself in, in this one. I I, yeah. I can't. I like the guy. I want him to do well. I think there is a good defender in him, mm. but some of the things are inexcusable. Yeah, yeah. I I I I agree. I would I would sell Johnstones. I think you're going to be taking a loss though. I'm not sure. I think you could be taking a slight loss on him because. I don't know who takes him. I don't know who comes in for for the for the money that he's probably Man City are going to look for. I don't I don't think many clubs are going to be after him at the moment. Maybe West Ham. Uh, I could see, I could that's see someone like West Ham. Could, yeah, uh, I could see West Ham picking him up because they're looking for a centre back. Maybe an alternative because they're looking at Tarkovsky at the moment. So he'll be an alternative probably maybe as an alternative to Tarkovsky. I could see West Ham doing that. Theo, do you think it's it's time up for Stones? It's a sad one. It's a sad one because I do like John Stones. I've been a fan of John Stones since since day one. But uh, but yeah, unfortunately, it's time for, for John Stones to move on. Not for Man City, but more so for himself. Um, mm-hmm. He's a good player and he deserves to be getting regular football when he's fully fit. So I think it would be a good, good idea for him to leave. Yeah. Personally, this is going to sound absolutely outrageous. But I think the decision John Stones should make is just move about five minutes down the road and go to Old Trafford and line up alongside Harry Maguire. Although I do like Lindelof. But you know what I mean? I think United would be a good move for John Stones. I think maybe it would be a good move for him. I don't know if it would be a good move for Man United personally, though. But that's that's my opinion of it. I, I don't know. I don't think Man United... I think Man United need to look for someone just as good as... I don't think... I think Harry Maguire is better than John Stones, and I would look for someone... The level of Harry Maguire, I'd be looking for something similar. I would, I would look for something similar for... for, for What's Ottomendi? It's that, yeah, well, well, we'll move on to Otamendi. That's an interesting one. That's a, that's a good way to go into it. Otamendi, yeah, as you said, Matthew, he's, is he fi- he's finished now. It can be really depended upon. Um, it's a weird one, Otamendi, because the second season under Guardiola, he was immense. Mm. He was thoroughly brilliant, like Martin de Michaelis in his prime. <laughs> um, but I don't know why he's... 
we always knew throughout the Pelgrin uh, era that he dives into tackles and he left space behind for any attacker to do as they wish. He mm. got rid of that for 18 months, two years, but then he reverted back to that trait as mm-hmm. if he unlearned what Guardiola taught him overnight. And ever since then, he's not been of any real contribution to Man City. Yeah. I think he's wanted to leave early on City. We're happy for him to leave. But I think this is the window yeah. where that will yeah. happen. Yeah, no, I, I'm sure you're in agreement, Sir Theo, that that Ot Mendes finished it at Man City. Moving on to now, some well, we've got another couple there. Sandler, he's a young player; he's he's on loan at the moment, whether he comes back or not. But Eric Garcia, Matthew, are you, would you be upset to see him leave the club? I I would be because he will be an excellent footballer in the future. Well, all I read about it, maybe not as. It, on the pitch, he does a very good job, very comfortable. Guardiola has shown his confidence in him from way back when. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's coaching under 11s already, and the lads, was he 17, 18? Uh, I think he might be slightly older. I think he might be... But maybe, maybe a wee bit older. older. If, yeah. uh, and his mentality has been well reported upon by many fellow, of his, many fellow players. So I'll be very disappointed that there's just an individual like that, regardless of the age, leave Man City. Mm. But there is a, when it comes to Barcelona, there is a sentimentality um, mm-hmm. that players are drawn towards, mm-hmm. like the, the, the La Masia sort of yeah. dream yeah. that they yeah. hope to fulfil. So I can see him going back, and I'll have no hard feelings with him. Uh, it's just disappointing yeah. that we won't be realised that City. Yeah, well, we said I, I said that in our our young future stars episode. I, I put get Eric Garcia forward. We didn't pick him in the end in our main team, but I said if he does go back to Barcelona, I think a, a loan move to another Spanish club would would be necessary because I think going back to Barcelona right now is one not the best for any young player at the moment. Yeah. And I think to to go on loan and get some experience, maybe at a club that's in and around mid table, Levante I suggested. Maybe maybe the likes of obviously Valencia are restructuring the team. It might not be the best pl- place to go there either, but maybe somewhere in and around La Liga, find find some regular game time. I think that would be would be good for him. Uh so do you think he's he's gonna be going then, Theo? Yeah. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> sorry sorry. <laughs> I think as the, uh, at the moment, I, I think he, I think I think you might stay, right? Just at the moment because mm-hmm. of what's going on at Barcelona. I, I've said this to, to Matthew a, a couple of weeks ago. From his point of view, whether you love Barcelona, you know you, your sister lives in Barcelona, or you like the food in Barcelona, the logical decision for Eric Garcia to make is to stay at Man City. Yeah. The game time he's had, the the instruction he's getting, it's a better team. Yeah, you know. I don't know why he would think, you know what, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll go and play for Barcelona at the moment. I'd, I'd, I'd never play for Barcelona unless they offer me that 500k. But I don't think he's going to, I don't think he will go at the moment, but he definitely will. And I think that's a real loss for, for him, not Man City, because Man yeah. City produced plenty of young players, but he's only got his one career. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And I, I, I personally think a move to Barcelona would be. Uh, not a great one for any young player at the moment, but I think I, I think it's going to happen. I think it is going to happen. He's only got one year left on his contract, and I think I think that's the reason it's going to happen. If I he, had, sorry if he had more the, than one year, sorry, Jordan. I felt sorry for the lad, um, Francisco Trincao, because he's he's obviously a young player who's just signed for Barcelona, mm. 
and literally on Davis press conference, every single question he was asked was, "Do you think Messi's going to leave? Do you think mm. Messi's going to leave? Messi's going to leave?" And it's exactly what you said, Jordan. Yeah. As a young player, I would not want to be moving to Barcelona yeah. at the moment because no. you're going to you're going to fade into irrelevance massively. Look mm-hmm. at Frankie De Jong. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think. I think that's that. That's. I don't think you're going to fade into irrelevance. I don't think Frankie De Jong will. I think Frankie, Frankie De Jong will be a good player for Barcelona. I just think they need a big, big restructure. And um, yeah, we're going to we're going to definitely have to do an episode episode on them in the future. And we'll we'll cover we'll cover Messi in a moment, Matthew. When we go into the forward line, we'll we'll cover that that hype about him joining Man City. We'll we'll cover that in a bit. Anyway, moving on. So I think Eric Garcia. I think he will leave the the, the football club. Moving on to centre-backs linked to, to Man City. I've heard a lot about Koulibaly. I've heard a lot about Skriniar. Do you think they're the two main options then, Matthew? Or is there any other options you have got in mind? Well, I do think City eventually will land Koulibaly. I think it's been tedious for that uh, transfer story. And especially because before the transfer window started, all we heard about Man City's transfer window is that they want to avoid a repeat of the Maguire story where City uh, didn't get him because they refused to pay an extra five, 10 million. It seems as if it's following a similar pattern with Kilabali. Mm. I, I do think that will resolve itself in the end. I think Skriniar, the links have cooled on that one from what I've heard recently. Right. The names recently have been uh, Jose Jimenez from Atletico Madrid. Right. And a little bit less uh, convincing, but nevertheless, there have been links with uh, Opacamo from a, uh, from Meccano, yeah. From, from, yeah. From, from who I would yeah. prefer out of all of them. Mm-hmm. But again, I'll be happy. With, I'll be very happy with Kulabali. Yeah, Upa Meccano is 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 a name banded anywhere. I yeah. I personally, uh, I've said this countless times. I think Kulabali's past, well, not past it, but is twenty nine uh, now. So I think anyone going for him for it depends what price you're paying for them I think if you're paying over 50 million I don't think it's a good deal uh, City, well, City bought Fernandinho for 30 million when he was 28 and he's lasted us six seasons and mm, he's going to finish this season yeah. so I, I, I think people I think we are trained to think that if you buy a player over the age of 25 it's a poor investment no I, I would say buying a player at 29 though I think I think buying I think buying a player in his prime at twenty seven is fine. I think that's fine, and you've got a couple of extra seasons. Yeah. I I and to in my opinion, it takes a year for you to learn the system for to to and learn that that thing the, the way City are going to play. And I think the, the time that happens, you've only got two years at Koulibaly. It probably is at the last of his peak, you would say, because a player's peak is probably from twenty. Well. 25 until 30, 31 is probably yeah. when you're saying this peak and then you're on the, the I think you're on the downslope after that. Your, your pace starts to go and stuff like that. So I, I personally don't think Kulabali would be the best option for City. And as you said, Dupe Meccano, I think he's he's linked to a number of places. A few suggestions I had, I, I thought of slightly younger players and players that City can build into better players. I, I do think Leadership comes in many forms, and in my opinion, I, I looked at Luis Felipe at Lazio. Um, I thought he was a decent player, twenty-three-year-old Brazilian. It's definitely, it's definitely worth having a look at. I was looking at his stats earlier, and yeah, he had really good, really good defensive stats. Um, I'm just bringing them up there now, in terms of his history. There we go. So at, yeah, at 
at Lazio. He made 1.6 tackles per match and 1.6 interceptions. So I think that's really good in terms of in terms of defensive stats. His passing percentage is a really good high passing percentage. And mm. yeah, I think having passing as a defender, I think Man City, in terms of having the ball, in terms of possession, I think out of the back, having the ball out from the back is, is a good option. So yeah, I, I definitely think Luis Felipe would be a good option. I thought of another few options. Bubakar Kamara, I've mentioned many a time from Marseille. He's a young French centre-back. Is, is probably worth having. And then you've got that chemistry with, with Laporte. I definitely think that might be another option option for City. Theo, have you got any other suggestions for centre-back? And who do you think City will go for? I think City will go for um, Kalidou Koulibaly because he's absolutely fantastic and I'd love to have Koulibaly in my team. Realistically, though, completely agree with what Matt said. Upamakana, he, he's the, he's he's awesome as well. He looks really, really good. I, I'd be tempted to, to go for. I, I banged the, the drum about him a couple of times. Alessio Romanoli, he's a uh, he's a leader at the back for AC Milan, and he's a solid uh, centre back. And then maybe in the season, Matthias De Ligt, you, you just go to him and go, look, mate, you've made a terrible decision. What are you playing at? Come and play for a proper football club in a proper league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I would do. Yeah. Mm, yeah, fair enough. So, so those options you would say, Koulibaly is the most likely, but but Upamakano is probably the yeah. The player I'd also have a look at Jules Kounde as well from Sevilla. Mm. Uh, yeah. Since we're also looking to Diego Carlos, his partner at Sevilla. Yeah, yeah, I do like Diego Carlos. I think he's a good player. I've mentioned him before. Uh, I quite like him as a centre back. I thought of also Manuel Akanji as well from Dortmund. I definitely think he's a is, is a decent option. Whether he's the player that he would be looking for, I'm, I'm not sure, but. Uh, maybe maybe a player to go for, but so out of those, those options, you think Koulibaly is the most likely then, guys? Yeah, I think that's what's happening. I think that's mm. what's this, the strongest pursuit for Man City is for. Mm. Uh, do you think that's the right option, though? Do you think that? Do you think? Do you think? Would you agree that? It, do you think you could see a downward spiral of of Koulibaly? Do you think he's the? Because is it is it a long term signing? I don't think it's a long term signing. And, and do you think bringing in someone for the short term is is the best? Well, Sissi said in their end-of-season review that they're happy for this season to abandon their policy of signing players on the age of 25. Mm-hmm. They're looking for something different. For what it's worth, I, I do think an older player will contribute something, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if it is for, th- let's say, three seasons, mm-hmm. fine. It's not yeah. my money they're spending. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, well, unless you go to a game, unless you go to a game, then it... <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I... I I would be very happy with Koulibaly. Very, very happy. Yeah. I still think you are paying for quality that is still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. That's fine. What we'll do is we'll go for Koulibaly then because he's the most likely and I think I think that is that is the most likely to happen. Moving on to left-back. So I think this is an interesting position because I think City should sign someone. I think they should sign someone for the long term. Going to the left-backs at the moment that they have, Benjamin Mendy, Matthew, do you think his time's up at City because of his injury record? I don't... I think it's still a wee bit of a jump to say his time's finished. I do think this will be the make-or-break season. The game against Real Madrid at the Bernabeu was sensational. It was fantastic. He's, he's everything Man City needed for that game. But we're just seeing a dullness to his best qualities. I remember him at Monaco being quick and an excellent crosser of the ball. Recently, he's not shown either of those at Man City. Mm. Uh, and appreciate that the, his natural qualities aren't exactly the ones that Pep Guardiola are drawn to. He isn't the, the most comfortable on the ball, 
But mm. I suppose you've got generations of fullbacks who haven't been asked to fulfil that role. Mm. I think he, he's fine, but it does surprise me that City haven't been linked with more left-backs. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what they're thinking of. Yeah, and uh, Angelino as well. That's a, yeah. a weird well, I was, gonna, I was gonna come on to Angelina yeah. in a second. No, so 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 I I'm 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 happy with Mendy, but I it really just depends on how this season goes. I think his time would be finished if it is if it's like it has been for the past two seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Theo, would you would you bring in a left back and do you think there's any suggestions you, you can think of you'd you you would look to bring in? I, I think the the players they've got, if you look at Zinchenko Mendy, Angelino, etc. I think if you add them all up together, you get a full player. You know, if you, if you put all them all together, you've, you've you can't got do that, enough quality. You, you, can't, play, you can't play three left-backs at left I know, but uh, what I'm saying is three left-backs can do one job, you'd like to think yeah. so. I like Zinchenko as well. I think Zinchenko's been a bit unlucky at City. I would look to bring in a left-back. I, I would maybe maybe look to... I mean, I would look to be looking at Sergio Reg, Reg, Regulon, to be honest, but I think he's going to Man United. But I don't know if it's 100% a priority because you've still got one heck of a player in Benjamin Mendy there. I just think he needs maybe... He just needs to be told to stop being an idiot and just play football. But do you think, do you think though, his injury, injury history, do you think if, if he continues to get injured, do you think they need to be looking for a left-back? Yeah, I think I, I agree with that. If he continues to be injured, it's been three years... Mm-hmm. You've got to look to you've got to look and say maybe it's yeah. time, maybe it's time to look elsewhere. Yeah, Matt, have you got any suggestions for left back? Is there anyone that stands out? Man City had Chilwell all but signed, not this, not the 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 previous summer transfer window, and I'm mm-hmm. and I'm surprised that they didn't pursue them this week, either this um, this That's transfer right. window. I don't know what what happened there. They must see something that um, that they didn't like. The fact that no other team apart from Chelsea have gone on for them. Um, suggestions? I'm struggling. That's one area at the moment where we seem to, generally, there seems to be a, a lack of any outstanding, you know, quality players. Yeah. I think the more obvious uh, suggestion could be Alaba because of his alleged disputes with Bayern Munich at, the, at this time. Mm-hmm. If he was available and willing to come, I think City would jump on on that without even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But maybe the lack of any viable suggestions or alternatives gives you an indication as to why City haven't bought anyone this summer and why they are giving Mendy one last go. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe giving Mendy another go might be the might be a shout. I've got a few suggestions. I thought I, I was trying to think of players we haven't suggested before, so that's why I didn't suggest Reggie on <laughs> like Theo suggested. I was trying to think of players we could we could suggest otherwise. So I looked at Remy Bentsabeni, Munchen Gladbach. I do think he's a decent left back. I, I looked at his stats compared to both Zinchenko and Mendy, and he's got much better stats in the same amount of game time. Uh, he, he has had an injury hit season this year, but I think I think if he has one more solid season at Munchen Gladbach, I, I would definitely have a look at him. And I also think uh, Teo Hernandez at AC Milan as well is another good option. He's played a num- he's played a pretty much a full season for AC Milan. And yeah, I think having a player that's fit and up and running and is producing decent output he's I think he's been involved in over eight goals I'm not sure but he's he's been involved in 
and a number of goals from from left back. And yeah, definitely, definitely worth having a look at. So, would you bring anyone in then, Matt? F- final question: Would you bring anyone in, or, or or do you not think bringing any of these options would be? Would be uh, no, I, if, of all of those names, I don't think there's anyone that says yeah, get him instead of Mendy. Mm. Not at this moment. I maybe give it another year, let them grow. Right. No, um, no, no stick with Mendy for this That's year. That's fine. Stick with Mendy this year. That's fine. That's what we'll do. Anyway, we'll move on to midfield. I'm moving on to Man City's midfield. One place to start, Kevin De Bruyne. I don't think there's much to say about, about no. him. I think he's just top quality. Obviously, one player of the year. Uh, do you think that was the right decision? Um, well, of course. First, Matt. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. That's that's fine, no problem. Yeah, that, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. I don't know what to say about Kevin De Bruyne. It's, it's hard the to best player in the world at the moment. Just bask in his glory, say nothing, just meditate. Just, I like just Kevin meditate. De Bruyne more than Matthew likes Kevin De Bruyne. Let me tell you, <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne is exceptional. Yeah, he is. He truly is. Yeah, and and that's clear to see. Does he play centre attacking midfielder next year, or like because he was playing kind of box to box midfielder? Does he, he can do whatever he wants. Just watch Man City and you'll see that there aren't any clearly defined roles that you could fit onto a football manager tactic. Mm-hmm. It's not a simple case of box to box or attacking. He, he often ends up playing in the traditional right back role if you watch Man City, just mm-hmm. from, from, his, from where he's been instructed to go. That's where his effective crossing is. So he can be there at one point in the game and then he could be in the, let's say, left inside forward role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he is given his own yeah. free will in, in essence but so not box to box more corner to corner for, for, well yeah for, exactly for, he is uh, if you want to go for a foot manager he is a Corellio yeah. <laughs> yeah true that's fine no problem that's fine so who partners alongside him so there's a number of options obviously Rodri how, how, do you think his season's been okay this year Matt and do you yeah think, I've, I've been very very happy with Rodri I think if you're looking for Fernandinho, you're not going to get him because no one else in the world is as good as Fernandinho in that role with narrow parameters. I think he does it tremendously. Yeah. Man City with Rodri have to change their game slightly. But I, I think he's a, a, a very capable successor to Fernandinho. I'm very happy with him. I think partnering Kevin De Bruyne, I think you're not going to get an automatic suggestion. I think it will be a rotation between Foden Bernardo Silva and Gundogan, depending on the opposition. Mm. As much as Guardiola likes to pigeonhole players in certain positions, he doesn't have a fixed 11 going into each season. I think last season he was the manager who changed his team most frequently. Right. So there isn't a clearly defined partner for De Bruyne. It honestly depends how Guardiola is feeling that morning. Do you think, uh, I'll go to Theo for this, do you think that's a mistake, though, if, of not having a set team week in and week out? If you're, if, you're cha- if you're changing your team, do you think that's a mistake made by Guardiola? Because obviously we've seen, obviously last season, we've seen obviously a downturn from seasons before. Do you think not having a set team, though, is the way to go? I am probably going to say something Matthew will disagree with, but I, I, agree, with, I agree with you, Jordan. I, I'm a big fan of having a consistent starting lineup. I'm not a fan of having rotation and players, you know, you're a footballer, you paid that money, you're good enough. If you're training week in, week out, you're fit to play. I don't know why you for rotation. It doesn't keep players hungry, in my opinion. I, I disagree. I think Man City definitely need a solid 
solid person in midfield. I, I think Man City have already got a solid midfield, and that's Rodri, Kevin De Bruyne and Phil Foden. I don't think you need anyone else there for another couple of years, probably maybe even a decade, really. Yeah, I, I think Man City's biggest weakness last season was rotation. So, Matt, do you, do you disagree with that? Do you think? Um, well, of course, because I'm a rational human being. I, 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 I do, I do uh, concede that Guardiola over-rotates. I'll, I'll happily you know, go along with that. I do think mm-hmm. that adds to the argument that if Guardiola simplified things more, there would be a more effective output. But I think what we also saw last season is that, yes, Man United had a successful run of form, keeping the same 11, mm-hmm. but suddenly when all of them got tired together, the results trailed off. I think you need rotation. I think that's what guarantees hunger, the exact opposite of Theo's argument. Mm-hmm. I, and I also think that, as I said before, that, that players will suit certain roles depending on the opposition. Mm-hmm. I think Gundogan will dictate the tempo better within that section of the field. But I think Bernard Defoe will be more penetrative through the centre against other teams. So I don't think one player fits all. You're not going to find those sort of players. You'll have different tools for different tasks. Mm -hmm. So that's why rotation... Yeah, definitely. You're going to have different tools for different tasks. But I think having having three set players and having players come into that later on in the competitions and different competitions is good to have. But I think having a team there already to compete with. I think players such as Gundogan and Foden, I think they can compete, but I think having another... I think bringing in a player would be necessary for City. I, I, I would bring in a box-to-box midfielder to replace David Silva. I think you're going to lose a lot of output losing David Silva. In terms of, maybe not output, but tempo, I would say. Uh, mm. the game. I think David Silva dictated the tempo for Man City. Uh, and the same with Diaya Toure back in the day as well that dictated Man City's tempo and I do think they're lacking that at the moment I do think Gundogan does it to an extent but maybe not as good as them two so mm. I, I would definitely look to bring someone in but we'll, move, we'll, we'll, we'll cover that in a second moving on to the players then that are there at the moment so Rodri does he, does he start does he start next season in, in defensive midfield yep yeah. yeah that's fine no problem what we'll do is we'll put him in defensive midfield with De Bruyne to the right of him and would you look to bring someone in on the left centre midfield, or do you th- let's move on to into that? Do you think bringing someone in would be a good idea? I wouldn't be uh, averse to the idea. Uh, <laughs> that is an, an area I would. City don't need another creative midfielder. City's issues have never been creating chances. They play, they create plenty. Yeah, and they track back as well as as they need to be. So I don't think it's an issue. I think <laughs> you really really need to fill that role to replace David Silva. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's where the question arises from, not because of Man City's lack mm-hmm. of creative output, but because of David Silva's retirement. Yeah. Uh, so I would be happy with another replacement, but I'm also happy for there being one fewer player in Foden and Sil- Bernard Silva's way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I personally think Foden, and I, I was discussing this earlier with you, Theo, I, I personally think... Foden isn't ready to take that mantle off David Silva. I think people are thinking that he's going to come straight into this Man City team and replicate what David Silva was was doing. I, I think that's that's quite farcical, to be yeah. honest. I think I think thinking him to 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 replicate that form is pure judgment 
to go with. So I, I would definitely bring in someone to, to look at. There was a couple of players I was suggesting. I was thinking Juan Jordan of Sevilla. I've been really impressed with him since Ibar. I think he's a good option. And he's, he's now at Sevilla. He joined Sevilla last summer and has done really well. Um, obviously, uh, being part of their Europa League Europa League winning team and yeah, yeah I think he, he's a box-to-box midfielder and is definitely it's less of a chance creator but more of he does get off key passes and and mm. does dictate the tempo for Sevilla so I definitely think he's, he's a player to look at for City. I also thought of Marcelo Brozovic from Inter Milan mm. I definitely think he's a, a definitely good player to look at I, I personally think Inter Milan's a very good year this year and that to be honest, is is down to both their strikers and Marcelo Brozovic in the midfield. And another younger player is, is Coop Miners from Alkmaar, another young player, Dutch player. Uh, he's 22. So yeah, he's, he's had a really good year, being involved in around about 11 goals this year and getting two assists. So I definitely think uh, is a player to keep an eye on. But is there any other players that you you, you would suggest, Matt? Is there any other one? Moves Inchenko into that position by another left-back is what how I'd go about that. Right. And look at Tommy Doyle in the EDS. He's like, got, out of all the players in the, uh, who have played in the first team, Tommy Doyle's passing is the one that's closest to the Bruins. Right. Um, so he um, is an exciting prospect. I would I would play him more often actually. Right. Okay. Mm, interesting. Theo, have you got any suggestions in in field? Would you go for any of the options I suggested, or would you go for someone internally? Say the players you've suggested are decent players, but they're not good enough to play at Manchester City. Um, the player I'd probably go for, I'd look internally myself in Zinchenko as a shout, or I'd go to Tottenham and I'd get Tanguay and Dombele because mm-hmm. that's a serious player that Tottenham have got wasting about in the reserves there. But but yeah, I like the shouts you said, I really do. It's just it's Man City, you know. You, you could but, admire it. But, but personally, do you think, though, the, the talent of Guardiola, do you think that can bring out better qualities in, the, in them players? I think they've got the rawness of them. Is, is what I quite like. I quite like their, their, their raw talents and, and someone like Guardiola can build upon that. Guardiola doesn't make good players great. He makes great players exceptional. Klopp is the one who makes good players great. Mm, yeah. um, I, I think if you are in the top five players in the world, you'll be made better by, by, um, by Guardiola. Mm-hmm. If you're in the top 100, not all of them will be better. Yeah, because uh, because I think John Stones would do better as an example under mm-hmm. Klopp than yeah. Guardiola. Uh, another rogue shout I'll give you, and and this is someone that Liverpool's been linked with, Thiago. Do you think Thiago would be a good option? Obviously, a, a former a former Barcelona graduate of of uh, um, Pep Guardiola. Do you think he might be a good option? Yeah, actually, I would happily take him. <laughs> I just don't know why no one else has bought him yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a suspicion. Why haven't the upper echelons of the clubs automatically paid whatever the price to get Thiago? Because he's not that good. Yeah, why? Why is Bayern Munich's he's, best best without him? He looks good in every team he plays. He's not that good. Yeah, mm. yeah. So uh, I, I, I would yeah. take him if <laughs> I haven't seen him in the past two years. Mm. Right. No problem. Uh, well, tell you what, we'll, we'll go with internally because you were both saying intern, go internal. So Zinchenko, do you think he's, he's ready to take that mantle? Provide cover, definitely. I'm very happy to keep him as a squad player. If you are looking for a name to put down, I would put Phil Foden in the centre. Right, and see how he does. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. No problem. Well, Phil Foden, you're going to play 
at left centre midfield and see how he get on. I personally think he's not ready. Whether I would loan him out is questionable. I don't know. Maybe loan him out to, to another club, maybe get some game time. I, 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 well, if he doesn't work out, I don't think he's going to work. I personally don't think he's ready. I, I personally don't think he's ready for Man City. He's been ready, he's been um, ready for the past eighteen months, mate. He's, he's been ready. He's been ready for about ten years. But Jordan. then to take, but then he's to take, so ready. It's unbelievable. Uh, brilliant. But then, but then, I think, I think he's a maturity. I think he's a very immature player. I think he's a very immature. Player. Don't compare him to David Silva. Don't make that connection because they are different players. He is ready for Man City. Squad. No, but you're taking over that mantle, though. You no, are taking not, that. But, but, no, no, it's no. not. It's not down. Phil Foden. If you look at him as a player, now I think your judgment's been a bit clouded by what's happened last week for, for in, in the England camp. I couldn't care less about that. No, I'm not. I'm not as saying just player. that. I just I, I when I watch him, I don't think he's ready. I, I, no, don't. I, I don't know how you can't. He's, I don't he's brilliant. I've never seen such a young man. I think Phil Foden is the best youngster in the Premier League, mm. and that used to pain me to say stuff like that. He's awesome. <laughs> He's absolutely brilliant. He's good enough. To, he's good enough to start week in, week out for Man City. Mm. Well, we'll we'll soon find out. I I, I personally don't. Of course, think will, yeah. I, I personally don't think he's he's ready. But we'll we'll see how he gets on this season, provided he gets the game time. So yeah, we'll we'll see how that happens. Other players in the midfield. Do you keep? Uh, I'll go to. We'll get quick answers here, Matthew. Do you keep Gundogan around? Do you see? Do you keep sure. He's won the Champions League, so keep it so good when we need yeah. all the help we can get. Mm-hmm. Oh no, he's played, the, he's played in the final, hasn't he? He's not actually yeah. won. Yeah. Bernardo Silva, is he a right wing or is he a cam? I remember him most fondly at right wing. Mm-hmm. I can recall how effective he is in the centre, but he's also fairly effective in the left wing. He, he is the closest City have on, in the opposition's half to what Theo was saying earlier about a multitasking, multitasker in a footballer. He'll happily play anywhere and he'll be of some potency. Mm, yeah. I, I think I, I really like, I, I, I really like Bernardo Silva. I think he's a talented player, but yeah, as I, I, I would say he's a right winger. Um, uh, I don't think, I don't, for what it's worth, this season he'll not be playing right wing, in my opinion. I think you've got uh, Mares and Ferran Torres. We'll, we'll get on to Ferran Torres because I've got an opinion about him as well. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens of him. Do you, so does he start then over Phil Foden? That's the question. Because then how do you think... Uh, no, no, I think I think we'll be seeing Bernardo Silva and, for, and Foden alternating on the left wing and Cam. I, th- yeah. I think on the left-hand side of the pitch is where you're going to see both of them play. Mm. Interesting. Interesting to say. That's 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 fair enough. Well, so we'll go with Foden and then Silva's playing on the bench. Player that's pretty much going out, Patrick Roberts, the forgotten man. He's yeah, he's, much, yeah he's been rubbish recently. He's been rubbish. So he's been on he's many been, loan spells. He looks fine on YouTube. Yeah. Actually seeing him played offers nothing. Yeah. So that's fine. Uh, Patrick Roberts, you're at the door. So that's fine. No problem. Moving on to attack. So looking at the players that have come in uh, or the players that are already there. Raheem Sterling, class player. Nothing else to say. He'll be playing left wing. I think that's that's clear to see. He's going to be playing left wing. In terms of other players that are there, we'll go into the right wing. So in terms of, we'll go to the player that's already there. And you, you mentioned him before, Riyad Mahrez. Um, does he start regularly next year? Is he, is he going to be the I, I like him. I like the guy. Yeah. Just for an edge, just for a, a layer of unpredictability. Because mm-hmm. that's actually one thing I, I do think City have fallen the trap of, is mm-hmm. that they are predictable. Mm-hmm. You can fairly predict how they're going to approach every game. 
but he's the one where he's in the final third. You can guess that he's got a cut into his left, but that's not always the case. Mm. He always has defenders uh, backtracking. So mm. I think he offers a lot to Man City in that regard. Mm. Yeah, Theo, you were shaking your head. You were shaking your head, saying yes. He's one of the best players I've ever seen. He's one of the best wingers in the Premier League. He is absolutely sensational. That guy uses the same skill time after time and doesn't just confuse defenders. He bamboozles them. He's brilliant. He's better. He can shoot with both feet. He's so silky. He's so skillful. He is an awesome player. And Man City are ten times better when Maris is on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. love you watching Lyric of Man City. This I, I love Riyad Mahrez. I, I, I really like me at Riyad Mahrez. I think he's a. And I, I never knew that Bamboozled was more intense than Confusion. That's an interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's, that's hey, neither do I, mate. It's just whatever comes yeah, to my yeah. mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Move, moving on to the player that's coming, Ferran Torres. Are you excited to see Ferran Torres? I am. I am very much so. I think his pace and his width is extremely valuable. And I think the easy comparison to make, and I do think it is valid, is that he shows similar qualities and traits to Sane. I think when Sane was at his most effective, he was pulling the defence, and when, when he was most effective when he reached the byline. That's what Ferran Torres is, is. That's his game at Sevilla. I wouldn't be surprised. I did say earlier that he's going to be mainly right wing. I do think the fact he can play left wing as well mm-hmm does add a lot to Man City's attack this season. Mm. I think Man City's issue last season in attack, one of them, is that they were allowing teams to congest the box. Having a player which invites them to step away from the box and give the strikers space, I do think that is valuable. That's what Man City were missing when Sani was injured last season. Mm. Yeah, I I think... I'm not a big fan of Ferran Torres. I, I don't know. I, I think he's an okay player. I don't think he's anything too special. He is still young. He's only 21. But looking at his uh, goal output, four goals, five assists, going to a club like Man City, fair enough. He can maybe grow. Sa- to Sane had like worse at Schalke when before he came to City. True. Yeah. That's 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 fair enough. I just think losing Sane. I think Sane is just. I, I'm really surprised that Man City let Sane go. Sane. Um, um, on his best, is unplayable. He is immense. He is a really exciting player to watch. I loved him at Man City. Mm. But there's a lot of games where he went missing. Mm. There's a lot, a lot of games that people seem to... See, people seem to misremember Sani's time at, at Man City. It mm. took him 18 months to get going. Then he had a, a, an amazing two years. Mm-hmm. But then the final period at Man City was kind of mediocre. I mean, he was injured. To be fair, he was injured. No, no, no. I, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not talking about last season. Last season was oh, right. Okay. People do seem to forget how poor he was at contributing to defence. How often he would just run out of out of the ball, the ball out to the byline, and not do anything with it. But there are highlights that will always be of fondness to Man City fans. I think the, the free kick against Schalke in the Champions League, yeah. uh, five minutes ago, that was. Superb, mm-hmm. but I do miss him. But I do think Man City aren't going to be as weaker without him as people may suggest. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that that's fair enough. I, I I'm excited to see because I think he's he's an exceptional talent. I didn't watch him as closely as you have, Matthew. So I can't say in terms of his defensive frailties and in terms of not 
uh, helping out defence at the left back and tracking back, etc. But I'm I'm not really too excited about Ferran Torres. I think he he can't he can become a good player. He is still young, but I'm just thinking in terms of players in like to like replacing this replacement to Sani now to to Ferran Torres. Obviously, you were saying about like Sani when he came from Schalke wasn't wasn't half the player he is, but you're not losing Sani from Schalke. You're losing Sani yeah. that is now. I think you're losing a talent there compared to bringing in Ferran Torres. I think I, either way, twenty million for a Spanish international. Yeah, it's, old, it's possible. It's, it's, there's very little to lose. Yeah, yeah I would that's, say that's true. That, that that's that that's that's fair enough to say. Yeah, we'll we'll see how he gets on at the club. Moving on to well, we'll move on to one player that's been in the headlines a lot, but now is not likely to go to Man City's Lionel Messi. How excited were you? Did you did you I think didn't believe it. I didn't believe it for one second. I was not getting my hopes up whatsoever. I do think there was a, a very, very big chance he could have ended up at Man City. Mm. I, I'm not talking about how feasible it was. I do think there was about 85% chance he was going to end up at Man City. Mm. I really do think that was going to happen. I wasn't getting my hopes up because you just can't afford to with, with something like that. Mm-hmm. If his name was John Smith and not Lionel Messi, <laughs> I don't think City would have touched him with a barge pole. A 34-year-old right winger who is, who is, as you've mentioned with Koulibaly, is on a downward spiral when it comes to his fitness. Yeah. I don't think Man City could need that. The fact that he's Lionel Messi and you can't say no to Lionel Messi I think that was the greatest motive for Man City. Mm-hmm. The boards are are all uh, Catalan. You've got Guardiola as well. That was the main draw for Man City. Yeah, for for Messi as well as Aguero being there. It made sense, but this season I'm glad he's not come. I do mm-hmm. still think there's a good chance we'll get him next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm just kind of glad it's not happened. Yeah, all right. But, but what a week! What a yeah. week. That, that that would that would be an interesting thing, and I think I will go into predictions. I don't know if you've listened to our prediction episode, Matthew. Right you've you've not listened to that now, but we'll go into what we think we thought about Man City, and um, we'll, we'll give a, we'll get your opinion on on next season and where you think they're going or this season where you think they're going to finish. But moving on to strikers, Sergio Aguero, he's he's getting older. He's always getting older. Do you think he needs to be replaced now, and do you think Jesus is the man to step into that role? Yes, yes and no. I think Aguero is coming to an end. I've never always been convinced by Aguero. You know what? I don't actually know what I think. I, I've never been fully on board the Aguero hype train. There's just some things where I thought you have, you're you not contributing much. Oh, his goal scoring up suggests otherwise, but I really do miss the first four years of Aguero's time at Man City because he was he was gorgeous to watch on the ball. Mm-hmm. I've not seen any of that since the last season of Pellegrini. Mm. He is, he's lethal in the around six-yard box. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely convinced otherwise. So mm. I, I, I love Aguero, full mm. stop. Yeah. Um, I do think City need to move on away from him because, I, as I mentioned, the spine earlier about company, less, uh, company Fernandinho Silva, I do mm-hmm. think City, for their own good, should step away from Aguero. Yeah, Gabriel Jesus isn't his replacement at all, and that's not that's not going to happen. We wish it was, but it's not. Mm-hmm. I st- I don't want to sell Gabriel Jesus at all. I mm-hmm. want to keep him because he is still of tremendous value. Mm-hmm. He is effective outside the the eighteen yard box. 
he is City's answer to Firmino in, in that, if you understand what I mean, in, in the, what mm. he contributes to the attacking. Yeah, yeah he does. So I, I don't want to see Gabriel Jesus leave just because he's not Aguero. But I do think it's time for City to concentrate their efforts on finding the successor to Aguero. Mm, yeah, definitely. Theo, are you in agreement there? Do you think they need, Man City need to bring in uh, a striker or someone to play in the central role for, for City? Yeah, I, either now, January, or in the summer, they, they need a new striker. Yeah, definitely. And is Gabriel Jesus, do you agree that he's not the man to, to fulfil that role? No question about it. He's, he's not good enough to lace Aguero's boots. Mm. So do you think he's going to leave then? Do you think he's going to... Matthew said he would keep him around, but do you think Gabriel Jesus decides to leave? I'd, I'd shift... I'd get rid of Gab- Gabriel Jesus. I wouldn't even want to... I don't feel com- uh, confident in him coming on at all. I don't mm. really know what he offers. I think Gab J is a player who suits the European scene. Maybe someone like La Liga or the even even the, the Italian league would, would do him quite well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely think that would be the case. I think if you bring in another striker, I think as Aguero is your then the person that succeeds Aguero, I think then having Aguero as your backup and then I think Jesus would move on. I think that, that would be likely. So I think he's in the same bracket, I think, as, as Garcia is. If he decides to leave, it's up, it's up to himself. Is there any suggestions? Have you got any suggestions then, Matthew, of who could be that, that successor? I would love Haaland just from a finishing point of view. Mm. I do think it has been flagged up how little Haaland contributes outside mm-hmm. of, um, with his defensive output and his link-up play. Unfortunately, City need that in a striker. They, they need someone who can create as well. So I yeah. don't think Haaland is the answer as much as I want it to be. Mm-hmm. I think Lautaro Martinez is the closest you'll get to, to Aguero. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think City needs to replace mm-hmm. Aguero like for like, but I think they will. And I do think Lautaro Martinez is the closest you're going to get to that. Unless mm. someone else, you know, has a sensational six to 12 months like Haaland did last season. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I don't see Haaland as the man to replace someone like Aguero. I think you need someone similar to Aguero's attributes, as you said, as, as link-up play and stuff. The, the one thing I would... I had Lautaro Martinez down, but... When I look at Lartaro Martinez, I'm looking at a player that's a second striker as well, plays alongside Romelu Kaku at Inter. So I don't know if he could play that role by himself as the main striker. Obviously, he'd have wingers beside him, but I think playing with one striker compared to two wingers is, is, is a completely different formation to settle into. And that's um, you say that because Aguero's best years, in my opinion, have been when he's linked up with other strikers. Mm-hmm. He was most effective when he was linking with Carlos Tevez and Alvaro Negredo. Mm-hmm. When yeah. he had someone to do the the false nining for him, mm-hmm. but that's the that's the thing. Man City aren't playing that formation now. That that yeah. that that's the problem. Is that you're gonna have to look for someone that's that can play that formation. And I don't think Lartado would play that. Whether he could come into that, he is still young, so it's yeah. it's, it's a shout. But you'd, you you're going to be paying a lot for him, so you'd have to be certain he could do that. Is a few of you got any other suggestions? Um, I've got another player down, but I'll, I'll I'll let you have your say. Is there any suggestions in terms of strikers that could come in? Have you got anyone in mind? Yeah, Felix. Joe Felix. Yeah. That's it. yeah. That's, yeah. The, the, to be honest, there's, there's no one else who even is worth breathing about. Yeah, Felix is is one of the, the most incredible young players I've, I've ever laid eyes on, mm-hmm. um, and at Man City he would be 
phenomenal. I don't think I I don't think I could watch football if Riyad Mahrez, Kevin De Bruyne, and Yao Felix yeah. were on the field. Mm-hmm. I'd struggle. Yeah, yeah. since you have had contact with him this season, mm-hmm. um, this summer, mm-hmm. uh, I would love that to happen as well. Yeah. The the other player, I I thought about Joe Felix as well, uh, but whether whether Atletico Madrid would sell him, that's that's the question. I think you'd have to pay a lot of money. They paid a fortune to to Benfica to get him, so I yeah. think Man City would have to 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 bid even more, um, probably near a hundred hundred and fifty million, probably hundred and twenty. I think that would be the release clause. How much that? How much that is? Uh, I, well, they paid a hundred and twenty. Was it hundred and twenty they paid for for Felix? Yeah, I think more logistical and more reasonable than buying Messi. Yeah, true. That that is true. And um, the one player that I was suggesting is Memphis Depay. So I think Memphis Depay he can play the similar role, plays as a centre forward, can link up play, and I think he's had a really well. Obviously, he's had injury problems himself, but yeah, I definitely think maybe I I go for him. He's still only twenty six, and has done really well for Leon since leaving Manchester United. And to to rub it in Man United fans' faces, if you were doing well for City, I think that's a way to go. So, yeah, I, I would just definitely suggest that. But so out of those names, then who are we going for as a, a striker? Oh, Joe, Felix. Joe, Joe Felix. Joe Felix. That's fine. No problems. Well, Joe Felix, you're going to be playing as our as our centre forward. So that's fine. No problem. That was good, guys. So our team here is Ederson, Walker, Koulibaly, Laporte, with Mendy on at left back. We've got Rodri. De Bruyne and Phil Foden get his, getting his chance, rotating with Bernardo Silva. And we've also got Mares, Felix and Sterling. I think that's a really good team. Um, but bring, that, that, that would mean they would have to bring in, obviously, Koulibaly and Felix. I personally think Mendy does need replaced, but and whether Foden can take that mantle, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but we'll have to see what happens with the season. Anyway, looking towards the season in terms of league table, Matthew, do you think... You're going to be challenging up there for the Premier League this year? Yeah, City will always be challenging for the title. Uh, you can guarantee that for at least the next handful of years. But, uh, mm. you know, it will take a, ma- a massive failing on everyone involved in Man City for them not to be at this time. Mm. Of course, it will be challenging. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it depends on Liverpool this season ag- again, unfortunately. I think they will fall into a similar pattern Spurs did a few years ago, where their lack of transfer activity in the past mm-hmm. handful of windows mm-hmm. will manifest itself this season. Yeah, yeah. Theo, I already know you put them first in, in, in the predictions. I personally... Okay, so, so Matthew, you're going to really be shocked at my opinion here. I, I put them fourth. So I've put Man City fourth. I think they could finish third easily. Well, they I, could have third. Yeah, I'd, well, I thought about putting them third, but I put Manchester United third. I think if, if they sign a centre-back, I think they'll go third. Jordan, come on, man. They, they, well, I think for last season, because they finished second last season, and I don't think they've improved this season, I think Aki's an average signing. I think, well, I think he's an OK signing. He's, 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 he's a sub-player and, and he's, he's all right. And I think Ferran Torres has, has got a lot of improving to do as a, as a young player. But I put them fourth because I think I put Chelsea first because I think they're going to they're gonna really kick on. I'm excited to see what happens with them. Put Liverpool second, and I was tied between Man United and Man City to finish, to finish third. So, that, so that's where I've, I've, I've placed them. Yeah, I, I, why, why do you not think... Because I, I, I just don't see them winning the league. I, I really don't, unless they bring in a top-class no, no, centre-back. No, 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 that, that's fine, but mm. then dropping them to fourth is... Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be tight, though. 
I don't think it's going to be... But again, tight would mean second place. I don't see the drop-off to fourth. Mm. I don't see them barely qualify for Champions League. No, I think they're going to qualify. I think the top four are going to be way ahead of fifth, fifth and on. I think they're going to be way past fifth. Like, I think they're going to be pretty much clear by fifth. And I think... I think... So do you think Man United have recruited better this transfer window than City have for them to be placed above City? I think, personally, though, they've got a set team I quite like. I think because they've got... It's hard to say, because I think Bruno's going to have really a good impact. He's had already an impact in six months. And I think with a full season, I think I'm interested in see what he can do. If, and I if, think If United only played in the, in the Premier League and had no other competitions, mm-hmm. having the same 11 over and over again would work. Mm-hmm. But, but their lack of depth in nearly all... Every position will tell itself, especially this season. Yeah, uh, and, well, and, and I and I I want to see United doing well. I don't know why, and this is something I, I question within my own soul. <laughs> but I like seeing United doing well. I, I I love it. One of the when I was growing up, one of the best feelings you could get was seeing my United counterattack and feeling the electricity. Seeing every fan in the stand grow uh, standing up. And waiting for Rooney, Van Nistelrooy, Ronaldo, whoever. I I like United doing well. Mm-hmm. So I so to see the where they are now is a shame. But I don't think they're strong enough yet to be thought of as having a better season than City will be. Bear in mind, City finished fourth under the first under the first season with Guardiola, and United. I can't remember where they were, but they were leagues below in a manner of speaking. Well, we've had a bit of technical difficulties, so Jordan is at the moment incognito. But that is the end of the, the pod. It was a fantastic pod. Matthew, thank you very much for being on. It's been a pleasure to have you and your opinions were spot on there, as always. Jordan, top top job done with the hosting as well. And I think my opinions were reasonably okay. It's, uh, it's well. Anyway, Please listen to our pod, pass it on to friends, anyone, just spread the word. It's a really good pod and uh, we, we really appreciate you, you listening. We've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up in the future and we should have a Twitter coming out soon as well. So, uh, so yeah, keep, keep, we'll keep you posted. It's uh, some exciting times. Anyway, see you later, guys.